welcome back to the Lake Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Ray G, and I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in today. So we got a lot to talk about, man. The Lakers have signed center Andre Drummond. And I know you guys heard already the news. Man, I know you guys are excited as I am. This is something that we needed. We need to address the center position. And Rob and the Lakers had got it done. Now, there's a few things that we need to talk about. But before we do that, Laker Room Podcast is a part of the Crossover Network. Go ahead and give them a follow at Crossover365. And while you're at it, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Laker underscore Room Pod and on Twitter at RAE underscore G33. There you get my live tweets, reactions, and, you know, all that good stuff. So now let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Lakers signing Andre Drummond. What does this mean for the Lakers? I mean, so, you know, the deadline, the trade deadline just passed. And... The Nets signed LaMarcus Aldridge, they signed Blake Griffin, and it's like, whoa, are you guys serious? Like, so y'all just going to sign everybody. That's what it is. Everybody's just going to run to Brooklyn, and KD and his homies, KD and friends, is going to mount up and try to go after the Lakers like that. Okay, that's this is what we're doing. Hmm, okay. So, you know, I'm sitting back, I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, okay, I see, I see y'all. But I think Lakers make one or two moves, and that's mute. That's a mute point. You feel me? The Brooklyn Nets have an amazing offensive lineup. Y'all know that, right? Let's not play with. You know, let's not play with it. We just like I told y'all, we just got we got we got to talk about it. So, you know, they have a good lineup. You got Kevin Durant, one of the greatest scorers. You got you know Kyrie. You got James Harden. You got Blake Griffin. You got you know Lamarcus Aldridge now. Okay, so uh, there's a few things there. Thinking about the bench for them, although I don't watch many Nets games, but that's what I'm thinking about. But the biggest thing that stands out to me is the defense, right? I know everybody's saying it. Everybody's like, oh, well, they can't play defense. They never could, right? So you would think that they would probably try to get Drummond to sure that up, but they didn't. Thankfully, the Lakers got it done because that's what we needed. We needed Drummond. Again, what did this mean for the Lakers? Now, this makes the Lakers even more tough. We're the number one defensive team. Good luck trying to score on Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis. Like, good luck trying to score on that front line, dude. Like, I don't know a better front line. I can't even name a better front line right now at all. Like, we got the best front line once again. Once again, and y'all seen what that did in the playoffs, man. Y'all seen what defense does in the playoffs. Some people say the NBA has changed. It's all about the offense now. No, it hasn't. It has not changed, y'all. It has not changed. If your defense is good enough, how the hell is your offense going to flourish if the defense is not letting you do what you do? So how did the NBA change to where offense beats defense? When did that happen? Am I am I missing something, y'all? Somebody tell me. When did the when did the NBA change? And offenses wins championship. It don't. It don't. It don't. The only way it does if both teams suck on defense and you outshoot each other. But if you got one team that's stellar on defense and the other that's stellar on offense, how are you going to get into your offensive groove when the other team is locking you up? Now you got you know you got players like KD and Harden that sometimes they just make buckets. It's what they do. They get buckets. But I don't trust Harden like that in the in the playoffs. KD got to stay healthy. You know, Kyrie got to stay healthy. So, you know, to me, I'm not even going to be a biased Laker fan. But I think that Brooklyn still has to go through Philly. Like, I think Philly definitely has a chance to, you know, give them a run for their money. And let's not even get on the Miami Heat. 
Let's not even get on the Miami Heat. Adding Victor Oladipo, adding Trevor Ariza. Let's not even get on them. You know what I'm saying? They did their thing too, man. The Miami Heat definitely improved. Definitely, definitely improved. And it's like, it's not a foregone conclusion that the Brooklyn Nets is just going to run through the East. They're not. I don't see that. They're they're the best team in the East, you know, on paper, right? But I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell y'all they're about to run through because, number one, they haven't played many games together. It's KD's out, Kyrie and James Harden, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin and James Harden, Kyrie's out. You know, they haven't really got that cohesiveness, and that matters. That really does matter. I mean, you could put a lot of players together, and if they don't gel, they just don't gel. Like, we've seen that happen before um, with the Miami Heat, how, you know, chemistry and getting to know each other and playing playing with each other actually mattered. And that's something that helped the Lakers going um, into their championship run last year was the chemistry they built, uh, built with each other. It worked out. It worked out fine. That team was very close-knit, cohesive team, and that matters in the playoffs, going through battles with your brothers. You know what I'm saying? So, it's a lot that the Nets still have to work through, and it doesn't have anything to do with talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, now the Lakers, this team, you know, you add in Drummond, and you're not adding many players in. Like, that's one player. Compared to, you know, Brooklyn, where they're adding in Blake. Blake got to get to know everything. You know, now you add it in LaMarcus. He has to get to know, you know, the plays and all that stuff. James Harden been there for a minute. He already got his footing. Um so they, they got some work to do still. They still got some work to do, as well as us, our Lakers. But we just have to make sure we're knocking down shots. Our defense is still number one with Anthony Davis out. And then y'all go ahead and add Andre Drummond. Oh, come on now, Lakers. <laughs> come on now, Lakers. This how this is this is what we do. This is what we do, man. I'm 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 pumped about it. And there's so much Andre Drummond hate on Twitter right now. Everybody's saying how bad he is and this and that. Dude. Andre Drummond played on the Detroit Pistons, and he played on the Cleveland Cavaliers, two bad teams. This man has never played with the, the, the likes of a LeBron James or an Anthony Davis. Are you kidding me? Like, his game is going to elevate. It's going to elevate. And the thing is, he don't have to carry everything on his shoulders. He needs to defend. He needs to rebound. He needs to block shots. He needs to do what he does, and those are all of his strengths. We're not asking him to turn into Shaq or, you know, Hakeem or anybody like that. We're asking you to be Andre Drummond and do what you do, and you'll be fine on the Lakers. You will be absolutely fine. Give us the, that 20-20 game, 20 points, 20 rebounds. We, you ain't got to give us 20 points. You can give us 15 and 20. Just continue doing what you're doing, and we, we're good. We're good over here. We're not asking him to do all this extra stuff, and everybody's talking about how bad he is. He's not. He's really not. He's been on bad teams. Granted, yes, I guess none of his – I've seen some tweets and some stats saying how, you know, he's one of the, the the least impactful players. He puts up numbers, and it's pretty much empty stats. Yes, because he's on a losing team. You know what I'm saying? Let him put 2020 up with the Lakers. What you think going to happen? It's a wrap. It's, it's a wrap, <laughs> period. So – I'm tired of hearing that. I'm tired of he's y'all really think he's bad. I mean, y'all really think he's good. I mean, he is. Like, if you're gonna be a hater, just say that. If you a hater, then just say that. Like, I don't, I don't need all the extraness. Y'all already know what this man can do. We seen what he can do. We seen him play against the, the Lakers before and kind of, you know, torched us a little bit. 
So it's a great addition for the Lakers. It addressed their needs. One, we got one more roster spot open, and you know they got Avery Bradley floating around, his name floating around a little bit, Otto Porter floating around a little bit, and we definitely, definitely do need a wing defender, three and D, somebody can knock down open shots and defend, and we'll be set. Then we'll just have to just make sure we're healthy. That's it. That's all we need to do. So with Drummond coming in, a lot of people's trying to figure out. You know, what What does that do to Trez? What does that do to Marcus Gasol? Definitely, I feel like Marcus Gasol should come off of the bench, obviously give Drummond the, the starting spot, and uh, Marcus Gasol can come after him. And I think that you could plug Trez in where you plug him in. I don't really think it's going to be anything too crazy. I think Frank would definitely find a way to get Trez in there because he, he's, he has that scoring need and that energy, so we can't, you know, just kind of drown him out. And I strongly doubt that Frank would. I'm not sure if there's going to be an odd man out. What do you guys think? Who do you think the odd man out would be? I think that, honestly, I think that if you had three, you know, three players and you're trying to figure out who the odd man out would be for Mark Saw, Harold, and Drummond, I would say it's probably going to be Mark Saw because I think he produced the least. He's going to be more effective for us in the playoff. Um, and everybody shitting on Marcus Gasol. I told y'all he'd get on my nerve because he don't even want to jump to get a rebound. But I understand his value to our team. Some people don't, but I know he definitely has value to our team. We're not going to just, you know, throw him to the side because we got drumming. We still need his value. We still need that passing. We still need that IQ. Um, we still need all those things that he brings to us. But I think now we can kind of put that, you know, to the side in the chamber a little bit and, you know, have, have Drummond do all the dirty work. And we'll just, you know, bring us all in, bring in uh, Trez, and we rolling. We good to go. We just need our stars to get healthy, man. I think uh, they said Bron is going to be out for probably another three weeks from now, I believe. And, you know, uh, AD is, is ramping things back up. I, I think he got probably another two weeks, maybe, you know, maybe. We got to see, but we just want our stars to um, to get healthy. And then hopefully now that we got drumming, we can start winning a little more games. I know some of the tough games, we got we got the Clippers coming up. We got some tough games coming up. Tonight we play the uh, Magic. We should get a win. We should get a win, hopefully. And uh, we got we to gotta take care of business. And then let's go a little bit back for the trade deadline. Everybody's talking about the, the Kyle Lowry trade. To me, it didn't make any sense because we didn't need him. We didn't need him, number one. Number two, I know people say, well, Ray, he's a defending champion. Well, he's not a defending champion, but he's a he's a previous champion, and he's way better than Dennis Schroeder, and Dennis Schroeder ain't worth $20 million and all this, and yada, 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 yada. I hear y'all. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. Is he a better player than Dennis? That's to be seen. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Whatever. I never compared the two. Don't watch much of Kyle Lowry. I watch enough, but not enough to just be here like, yeah, he. So this is my thing with that. Kyle Lowry's 35 years old. He just turned 35, right? We don't need that. We don't need no more older players. We need to get some more younger players. Um, He's, what, six foot? He's definitely, he, he he's a scrappy defender for sure. But I'm not giving up our players for a 35-year-old. Like, I'm not giving up THT. I'm not giving up Trez, and I'm not giving up um, Contavious Caldwell Pope, 
and I believe it was some other player, McKinney, all that. You know, McKinney, we cut McKinney fine. Y'all know I like McKinney, but it fine. But to give up THT just for Kyle Lowry, and he could be a rental, and he might, you know, he don't want to get paid. And he could be a rental, and we giving up our youth for a 35-year-old point guard? Oh, no. No, no, no. That's a no for me, dog. That's a hard pass. Like, and I understand what Kyle brings to the team. I understand that he's a scrappy defender. I understand that he can, you know, run the point guard. I understand that he can score. But to me, at this point, at this stage in his career, it's not worth it. Where the Lakers are right now, it's not worth it. I know I know. I heard some people tell me, hey, um, LeBron window is now. And I understand that. But we also have to think futuristically because we also have AD there. So, with that being said, we can't just throw everything into this season and then when LeBron's gone, we our hands are cuffed, our hands are tied because we got rid of all all of the, our assets, right? Then we'll go back to the 2015 Lakers. No, we're not trying to do that. We'll end up losing AD at that. So we kind of got to make sure that we're on LeBron's timeline but also making sure that we keep AD in mind also so when LeBron does decide to hang it up, we still can make AD happy and say, okay, LeBron's gone. And nobody can, you know, replace LeBron. But here's this other player that you could work with and y'all can win championships. Like, if that was Bradley Bill, then that's different. Then it's like, yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Then we talking. Then we talking. You can take them. Because then AD and Bradley Bill, that's for years to come. And he's not, you know, he's young. He's younger than Kyle Lowry. So that was my whole thing about Kyle. It wasn't nothing against him it wasn't nothing against his game I'm just thinking you know as a whole long-term effect on our team because look we already don't have that many draft picks we already don't have young assets to give you know outside of Kyle Kuzma outside of THT you know we don't have that we just literally don't have the assets to even play with so the assets that we do have we need to make sure we keep them close and keep them tight and that way, if it's something that really, you know, comes up, if you, there is a Bradley Bill or, you know, a player of that caliber, then we could say, you know, open our cards up and say, okay, well, here, this is what we'll do. Um, but, nah, not for Kyle Lowry. No, I'm, I'm good there. So, that was my whole thing about the trade deadline. Trade deadline was wild. Denver got better. Miami got better. Um, Chicago got better. All those teams got better. The Clippers got Rondo, which is wild. I was hoping that they didn't get him, but they ended up getting him. People talk about playoff Rondo. I think that sometimes what one player would do in one one team, they may not be able to duplicate or replicate that play on another team. We'll have to see. That's to be seen. They needed a leader, and Rondo would provide that. But at the same time, too, I feel like Clippers need more than just Rondo. Honestly, like that team – I don't know him, Paul George, and Kawhi. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just something about that tandem that just don't sit well with me, and I don't think that's something that Rondo can fix. So I don't know. And then they gave up their scoring in Lou Williams, so that's gonna hurt them. Rondo can give you some scoring, but you know he played for the Lakers, and a lot of times fucking couldn't stand Rondo. Like, I couldn't stand his ass. It was his defense. It was his offense. His pounding the ball. It was so much that Rondo pissed me off about that I'm like, okay, fine. Y'all can have him. Hopefully, he don't turn into playoff Rondo. And if he does, oh, well, I think we're fine. So, anyways, the playoff, the, the, the um trade deadline was wild. Um, but I'm so excited to get Andre Drummond on our team. Welcome, big fella. Let's get it.
Laker Nation, let's go. We one more player away. I see us getting a wing. Maybe Avery Bradley, I'm I'm open to that. I'm cool with that. If we get him, that's cool. He did knock down a few shots for us. He played good defense, so that will be a good pickup. Um, So we're we going to have to see what happens, man. We're going to have to see what happens. So that's going to do it for this episode of Laker Run Podcast. Make sure you guys follow me on all of my social media platforms. And enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully we get a win. I'm out.